this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, Monday, 13 February, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Been a pretty historic day so far. And uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in the presidential briefing room, we actually had a rear admiral in the United States Navy, John Kirby, sit there for about an hour, hour and a half with uh, the world's media and talk about putting together a working group uh, to um, look at the shooting down of UFOs. They did not walk back and did not challenge at all uh, Air Force General Van Herck's uh, analysis yesterday that he could not rule out aliens. And in fact, MSNBC said later on Chiron, as sitting there listening to General Austin in Brussels, who's there for the Ukraine war, they're asking him about shooting down these um, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena. That's the new, that's the new buzzword or construct they use at the Pentagon. But the Chiron said the uh, Defense Department shoots down, American military shoots down three more unidentified flying objects, UFO, unidentified flying objects. And nobody's walking this back, which I think is a huge just narrative pivot because they want to get away from all their other disasters. I got Rebecca Koffler is going to join us. We got a lot to go through here. Another stunning uh, admission is the State Department, shortly after Kirby, State Department sitting there with a, with a pr- press conference saying that um, uh, all Americans, all American citizens should leave Russia immediately. Then they have a whole list of reasons why you're going to be shanghaied, you're going to be uh, press ganged into serving into the Russian military, or you'll be arrested. So uh, this thing is heating up big league. Okay. First off, I want to bring in Carmichael. Carm, I couldn't get you to the end of the other show, but I want to get you on because people all the, over the weekend, I had time to kind of catch up and talk to a lot of folks. And uh, they love uh, Salty more than anything. I want to make sure at the start of the show, walk through why... Does this work? What did you do to get this compound? Uh, why is this so beneficial? And why do people love it so much? Yeah, Stephen, uh, uh, thanks thanks so much again for having me on. And to answer those questions, we've been making this uh, this active ingredient for 18 years. And um, and we make it, it's a it's an enriched, super enriched tea extract. And and the what we do is we we extract a particular molecule from fresh green tea. We have a special fermentation process. Uh, we have eliminated chemicals, all chemicals in the process. So we have an all-natural extract that's a 22% concentration of theoflavin. And then 18 years ago, we did some clinical studies on that. And, uh, and Dr. David Marin, a cardiologist at Vanderbilt, oversaw, looked at all the data, uh, wrote a paper that was then published in the Archives of Internal Medicine. I've been taking our own product for 18 years. When I first started taking it, my bad cholesterol was 130. Uh, in 90 days, it, it dropped to 89, and it's been under 90 ever since. And I take zero prescription drugs. I'm 74 years old. And so that's how our product works. The active ingredient is a high concentration 
uh, green tea extract that has a 22% concentration of theoflavin as opposed to a simple 1% concentration. And, and the way that the posse can get the product, and, and let me just, uh, uh, this is a really quick little email from one of our customers who says, I got my I got my husband using Solti now, and I wish to double my order. A wonderful product. You mentioned nothing about lowering blood pressure, and it does that too. And and that's because we don't have science uh, that backs up the lowering of of uh, blood pressure. Although it helped my blood pressure, but our science is on the lowering of cholesterol. And the way for the posse to get our product to get Solti is to go to WarRoomHealth.com, WarRoomHealth.com. And that will take them to the Solti website through War Room. And then when they check out, if they use the code War Room at checkout, that's War Room at checkout, you'll get $29.95 off of your initial shipment in your continuity program. And then the continuity program, on an ongoing basis, you're always getting three bottles for the price of two. And we ship that every 90 days, three bottles for the price of two, and we pay the freight. And so not only is not only do you give your posse a bargain to begin with, we give them an ongoing bargain uh, to help them maintain their their maintain their heart health. And, and this is the reason it's important with the lower the cholesterol is that talk. I just want to spend a minute about heart attacks and how when you, people think of COVID-19 and all those other things, how big a, uh, a taker of life are heart attacks right now in the United States of America, sir? Stephen, uh, heart disease is the number one killer. Uh, and even at COVID's height, even at its height, heart disease killed more Americans than COVID did. And the difficulty is, is that heart disease generally builds over time, 20, 30 years, and people don't know they have heart disease oftentimes until they have their first heart attack. And half the time when they have their first heart attack, it's fatal. And so what T-Flavin does is it helps manage what our product does, what Soul T does. It helps manage cholesterol, and it helps, your, it helps you with your general heart health. We get lots of, lots of very, very nice emails from, from your posse folks, and I could read others to them, but, but the, the, uh, the reason that it works so well is that particular molecule called Theoflavin that we extract and end up with a 22% concentration as opposed to just a 1%. That's the active ingredient. It's decaffeinated, and so, so the, it, has, it has trace amounts of caffeine because we can't figure out how to get rid of the last little elements. That's why we have to call it decaffeinated, not caffeine-free. And, uh, but it is a, it's a wonderful product. I'm the poster child for it, having taken it for 18 years and seen tremendous results, and we get many, many emails from, from your posse folks. One more time, where do they go to find out all the information, look at the studies, do everything, where do they go? Go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. If they want to see the study, then at, on the Solti website at the top, there's a Our Science tab. They click that tab. It has, a, it has some general information. And at the bottom, they can click at the bottom and they can see the entire study which is what was written up in the archives of internal medicine. That's a very long, tedious read, but it has all the science there. And then if they use yeah. War Room at checkout, that's War Room at checkout, they get a special $29.95 discount on their first shipment of their continuity program. And then the continuity program 
is three bottles for the price of two plus free freight from then on. So it's a it's a wonderful bargain. It's seventy cents a day, and uh, and 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 yep. it will it will help you lower your cholesterol and provide heart health. People love it, Crom. Uh, so thank you very much for introducing it to our audience. They absolutely love it. Salty. Thank you, thank you, Crom Carmichael. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Okay, I want to pivot now. Uh, as we talk about, we're in the beginning stages of a third world war. When I say third world war, I don't mean the economic warfare part or the or the um, or the um, unrestricted warfare part. I'm talking about the kinetic warfare part. Uh, we issued a warning today to all American citizens in Moscow and in all Russia to leave the country immediately. And you've got Austin over there in, in Brussels cooking up who knows what. But NBC News was actually truthful today for the first time. They agree with what we've been telling you on the war room for many months now. Let's play the cold open. Rebecca Koffler will bring Rebecca Koffler in. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, on the warning to Americans in Russia to leave immediately, do you have a sense of how many Americans are there? Have you received any outreach from Americans that are trying to leave? What's the plan for the embassy? And why now we've been knowing that this has been a, a concern for a while. Why is this I'm glad you ended there because that's where I wanted to start. Uh, This is not uh, new guidance that we are providing to the American people. We have uh, been warning the American people for months now that they should not travel to Russia. uh, And we've been warning Americans who may uh, have been in Russia that now is not the time to be in Russia and that they should depart immediately. What we did do, and we uh, often reissue what is known as our travel advisories for, uh, for, for countries around the world, but we, issue, we reissued our travel advisory for Russia uh, with several updates, uh, and that includes information regarding dual nas- national military conscrip- conscription, martial law in Russian areas bordering Ukraine, limitations on embassy Moscow staff use of airlines, and Russian legislative changes permitting prosecution of those who, quote-unquote, discredit Russia or advocate for the rights of LGBTQI plus persons uh, and consular services in Russian-occupied areas of uh, Ukraine. So these are changes that are material to the American citizen community in Russia. But again, our message should be uh, that Americans, (laughs) our message is that Americans uh, should depart Russia. They should depart Russia uh, immediately owing to a number of risks that are spelled out uh, in much greater detail in that broader travel advisory. How how real is the threat of them being drafted or forced to serve in the Russian army? Well, again, it's going to be based on the individual, but uh, it is a concern we have uh, to the extent that we thought it prudent to reissue our travel advisory, uh, warning against uh, the possibility of conscription for for dual nationals. Um, This is uh, not something that we want Americans to uh, consider precisely because we want them to leave Russia. Uh, We do not want them to leave themselves subject uh, to these or any other measures uh, that could put them in, in, in grave danger. Here today predicts that the war could drag on for years. Joining me now from Pakrask is NBC News chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel. So, Richard, what has been Ukraine's response to this new offensive by Russia? 
They recognize that they need help. They are increasing their calls for weapons. They are increasing their calls for tanks, for aircraft. Uh, for the first time in months, the Ukrainians are starting to lose significant amount of, of territory. Uh, they recognize it. Uh, they think that uh, Bahmut, this city that has been a tug of war between Russia and, and Ukraine for months, uh, could fall, that it could fall imminently. Uh, in fact, just today, uh, uh, Ukrainian officials called for aid workers who are trying to help the people in Bahmut to leave the city, that it is no longer safe enough for them to go there. Uh, it has become very difficult for journalists uh, to go inside the city. Uh, the government is not encouraging journalists to, uh, to go in. Uh, so th the city uh, is, is facing a very dire situation. It might not be able to hold out much longer. And that is just one city along the, the front line. The front line stretches for about 800 miles uh, from the north all the way to the south. And uh, because the Russians are sending in so many reinforcements, willing to take so many casualties, firing so much artillery, uh, we're talking about tens of thousands of rounds fired by the Russians every single week, that front line in a very destructive uh, move is moving slightly forward. And it does look like uh, the, the Russians want to capture the city of Bahmoud, uh, perhaps before the anniversary of, of the war uh, at the end of next week. Not that the city is so important, not that it's so strategically important. Uh, it would be more of a, a symbolic victory for Russia uh, after so many losses over the course of this, course of this year. Richard Engel. Right there, we're seeing uh, we're seeing the new tanks being delivered. The German tanks. At least they took the iron crosses off the side. That will maybe infuriate the Russian people more. So Friday, the anniversary is Friday a week. It's I don't know. We're ten, eleven, twelve days away. Uh, they talk about the Russian losses, but you know Russia controls um, or kind of controls a what twenty five percent of the country in the eastern border. The head of Wagner Group over the weekend said he thought it would take them two years two years to um uh to control it all in another uh another year they could split the country basically in half or close to in half in the great river that comes from kiev all the way down to the black sea the dnieper river that they could, thought they could do that in another year you just heard nbc for the first time katie tur saying quoting a state department and, and pentagon official saying that the war could last many years uh rebecca koffler and by the way, tens of thousands of rounds every week. How how brutal is this? Is this fight over Bakhmut, which they've now uh, they now have a you know kind of semi officially told people they're not going to be able to hold that crossroads town and also these strategic villages, uh, strategic hamlets and villages are, are around it. How important, not just symbolically but militarily, is for the Russians uh, to to kind of regroup here and and pound their way back. To uh, and against a heroic, you can't say anything less than a heroic defense by the Ukrainian people. Uh, how important is that as a as a uh, as a victory for the Russian army? It is extremely important, uh, Steve, and it is indeed a bloodbath that is unfolding right now near Bakhmut and across Ukraine. While we were hyper focused on the Chinese spy balloon. 
the Russians have gradually launched their counteroffensive that everybody was expecting. So Bakhmut is, in fact, a very strategically important area because it puts the Russians on the pathway to secure the Donbass. As you just said, the Russians already control between 20 and 25 percent territory. And so the head of the Wagner Group, which is, um, he's actually part of uh, Putin's personal hit squad, the uh, Putin's uh, chef, if you will. Those people are brutal. They have been recruited out of prisons. And uh, the narrative that Prigozhin uh, put out there with the Russian people, um, some of whom were criticizing, not many, but some criticized Putin uh, for war. And Prigozhin said, look, would you rather have your son or your brother or your husband go fight or you would have a real you know, killer who has actually killed people. So he released all of these con convicted, you know, serial uh, murderers who are unleashing this incredible bloodbath uh, in Ukraine. And so the one thing that the State Department uh, spokesperson did not tell the American people, and that's the very important risk that he omitted, that a war is unfolding between uh, Russia in Ukraine, no longer the special military operation, but actually an all-out war. This is the pivot uh, to a new strategy by Putin. And that kind of war has the potential to escalate out of control and drag in the United States. As a former uh, defense intelligence agency officer for Russian doctrine and strategy, I participated scores and scores of war games, including I actually led some, some of the red team, you know, the blue team representing the US and NATO and the red team representing Russia. Every single war game ended up in either a space Armageddon when uh, space warfare basically unleashed be because all of our warfighting capabilities are reliant, extremely reliant on satellites in Russia and China figure that out. So they're de developing weaponry to neutralize those. And that's what you see right now with the spy balloon. That's just part of that whole thing. But in addition to the space Armageddon, we have nuclear Armageddon. Because Russian um, conventional forces are inferior to US and NATO, they have figured out a strategy called escalate to de-escalate, um, which envisioned a detonation of a low-yield tactical nuclear warhead in the theater. And then once nukes start flying, the missile warning systems of every country in the world that possesses those nuclear weapons is going to pick up and there's a potential to escalate out of control. And Joe Biden knows that. The reason he knows, we know that he knows this is because he warned us in the run-up to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, he said, we're not gonna put US troops um, in the theater to fight on behalf of Ukraine because that's when you see a shooting war between, you, between the United States and Russia and that will go nuclear. He knows this. So the question is, why is it that we are pumping all exquisite high-tech weaponry into Ukraine? Right now, we're providing 
either have provided or have committed to provide 196 billion worth of top of the shelf weaponry. That equals to the entire GDP, the gross domestic product of Ukraine, the European, the top corrupt country in Europe, okay, we're providing the equivalent of GDP to them. But for what? The question is, is that what is the objective? Because the Biden administration and his security team are just schizophrenically reacting. They started off with javelins and stingers, and um, now we're providing strategic type of weaponry. We are providing Patriot missile defense battery, okay? We're providing Bradley's, we're providing Abrams tanks. And now the conversation is to potentially give Zelensky, who is an extremely talented actor turned president, to give him F-16s. And that is the real threat that will escalate this conflict that the Pentagon and the Biden administration are not telling the American people. And then one more uh, thing to mention, when John Kirby gave his uh, briefing today on the Chinese spy balloons, one of the smart reporters asked him a question about that travel advisory, which is effectively, it's not just an advisory, it's a security alert. Let's be clear, anyone who is in Russia, who's American and dual citizen, must leave right now. So the reason is that they are possibly preparing, and they being the uh, Lloyd Austin, who's in Brussels right now, and uh, he is conferring with NATO ministers and NATO combatant commanders, whom I actually, by the way, personally briefed uh, in September 2013 in the run-up to Putin's invasion of Crimea. I briefed all those people on what Putin was up to. Nobody wanted to do anything about it. So the potential is if we send F-16s and Ukraine uses them and accidentally hits uh, Russia proper, or not accidentally, we are in World War III, as you noted. And right now, Russian missile strikes uh, accidentally are striking uh, Moldova, uh, we had a situation when Ukraine's missiles struck uh, Poland, if you remember. So everything is actually uh, developing according uh, to things. The war games that I participated in and what I described in my book, Putin's Playbook. Okay, that's where I gave my unclassified uh, intelligence assessment of Russian doctrine and strategy. It includes everything. It includes the, the nuclear strategy that I just described. It includes cyber warfare, space warfare. And in fact, the U.S. government, DIA, my former uh, agency, and CIA, I actually also worked for the National Clandestine Service, um, so they tried to cancel my book and they claimed that there's a uh, classified information and uh, tried to really sabotage its publication because I exposed the entire, you know, the incompetence of the intelligence apparatus, right? If you just think that uh, we are incompetent enough to not detect you know, a, a Chinese uh, spy balloon, despite the fact that we have a four-star general in charge of NORAD, the North American Airspace Defense Command, whose sole responsibility is to protect U.S. and Canadian sovereign airspace. We can't even detect that. 
think about Russia, you know, they, they, those people, we've got people who have never been to the target country, whether it's Russia, China, Afghanistan, you name it, don't speak those people's language. And yet they try to make intelligence assessments of what those countries' um, military strategies and what their leadership thinks. In fact, John Kirby acknowledged today when he was asked about Russia's intention and that security alert the State Department gave, he said, well, I wouldn't even begin to uh, speculate about Putin's inner circle and his decision-making uh, process. Well, that is a stunning admission of a massive intelligence failure and massive failure of the U.S. national security apparatus because the very first mission of intelligence is to prevent strategic surprise and to detect and neutralize foreign threats before they actually strike our homeland. And so we see now that four objects, not just one, not two, but four, crossed our foreign, our sovereign airspace undetected and traveled and took you know, highly sensitive intelligence because it had a multi-sensor payload over very, very sensitive top secret facilities and um, exfiltrated nu nuclear intelligence and all sorts of other intelligence. So this is the level of unpreparedness and incompetence that goes on and we must hold these people accountable because no matter how much money they pump in, we've done that in Afghanistan, right? $2.2 trillion, 6,000 American lives, where do we go to get those back, those boys and girls, you know, um, who died? What do we tell to their mothers? You know, so the same thing is unraveling right now in, in Ukraine, you know, and, and I hope I, and I pray that it doesn't take 20 years to come to the realization yeah. that this war is unwinnable no. and we're risking nuclear Armageddon. This is what we need to do is to get the step one is to get uh, Biden to come to Congress. Let's have a war powers resolution. Rebecca, I'm going to hold you through the break. When we get back. I want you to tell people this has been a special military operation for the first 11 months. Now you're saying and this is you're saying the tell is getting all the Americans out. It's now going to shift to war and then maybe total war. Short commercial exactly. break. Rebecca Koffler, a former uh, Defense Intelligence Agency senior official is going to join us on the other side to talk about Putin's playbook and how it's playing out in the Ukraine right now and how it's going to impact your life here in the United States of America. Short break, back in a moment. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank 
that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand. And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDTaxRelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. 
Okay, I want everybody to remember, we're going to launch big at uh, at CPAC. Go to cpac.org slash war room. You get $47 off the general admission ticket. I think it's $248 now for you. You get to be, uh, to get to all the, you know, all the speeches, all the main stage. You get the breakout rooms. You get everything. Plus, you get to be part of the live audience on War Room. And we're really excited. They're building out. They're getting ready to build at the set right now. It's going to be incredible, just like Dallas CPAC, just like Turning Point in Phoenix. And we want everybody there. We couldn't be more excited about this. You get to meet the contributors, all of our producers, um, who, after all the hard work that they do between Denver and here in the nation's capital, are really looking forward to seeing you. You know, the beatings will cease uh, during CPAC. How about that? Make sure you go to CPAC.org slash War Room to get your ticket today. Uh, also, two more trained derailments. Michael Patrick Leahy's going to be on tomorrow. J.D. Vance just put out a a, uh, a statement on this train derailment in Ohio. Very difficult to get accurate information out of there, particularly who made the decision. And did Buttigieg sign up? Who made the decision to actually, uh, you know, burn the chemicals, to, to do a controlled burn of the chemicals instead of looking at some other way to get them up? Because it's quite controversial. I think, number one, the derailment, obviously but very controversial how it was cleaned up, and people are right now not so sure it's cleaned up. We're going to have Michael Patrick Leahy, the highest star, will have his staff on tomorrow, hopefully J.D. Vance's office. Two more derailments this afternoon, one in South Carolina, one in Texas. Hey, just all a coincidence, right? Uh, while the U.S. government is chasing around UFOs, gaslighting you on UFOs, here's the point. If they're really aliens... If they, and not only that, if you can't rule out aliens, if the head of NORAD can't rule out aliens, and John Kirby can sit up there today for an hour and a half, and he's not ruling out aliens. In fact, they're doing an interagency task force on this. Uh, and Austin says with the Chiron saying, hey, they shot down three more uh, unidentified flying objects. They use the old term, the hot button term. If they can't rule it out, then let's go to DEFCON 2. Right. If the alien's going to come down, maybe we're at DEFCON 1. Maybe we're on the trigger. Right. Maybe we're on the trigger if they show up. Just I'm just saying maybe it's best. I've seen enough science fiction movies that if they come down and say, hey, Earthman, you know, I, robot, uh, why, why are we not on the trigger? So let's go to DEFCON 2 if it's real. And what you're going to find out is not real. It's all happy talking to try to divert away from this other fiasco uh, of which there are many. But besides the kowtowing to the Chinese Communist Party, the worst would have to be the third world kinetic war that they're getting us into right now. Rebecca Koffler, you wrote a, a quite brilliant piece for Fox the other day. You kind of you, you predicted this was going to happen around the first anniversary. We've pivoted from a special military operation to now a full scale war. And that can metastasize quite quickly, as you said, because of the fog of war and mistakes and even people that are well-intentioned into total war. How and, and people say, oh, this is the most dangerous time since the Cuban Missile Crisis. This is 100 times more dangerous than the Cuban Missile Crisis because we actually have a shooting war going on, an old-fashioned war. And think about it. By the way, Daily Mail is reporting 5,000 elite Russian troops killed over the last day or two in these massive battles that are taking place uh, around these strategic hamlets, I think at around Bakhmut, an 800-mile front. So... Rebecca, you know this territory better than anybody. You were a senior DIA official that focused specifically on the Russian high command and their thinking. What is the difference between a special military operation that we saw the killing fields? Look, supposed to be 100,000 
casualties in the Ukrainian for, uh, armed forces, supposed to be 40 or 50,000 men, women, and children, civilians. They're supposed to be, I don't know, 200,000 Russians. That's a special military operation. What is that compared to what we're going to see when they go to, when they up to Andy to war? Huge difference between the two. Uh, the special military operation, as Putin called it, uh, was basically uh, fought below the threshold of triggering U.S. and NATO's response. Putin, yes, he mobilized, you know, about 200,000 uh, originally, you know, uh, personnel encircling Ukraine, and he was trying to just basically launch aerial bombardments here and there, defeat critical infrastructure, deliberately placing pressure on Ukrainians to capitulate uh, by cutting off their gas, their uh, drinking water, and freezing them to death during uh, the winter. But right now, Putin is not afraid of uh, triggering the deployment of U.S. and NATO forces. Why? Because the Russian general staff has concluded that sooner or later, we're going to get involved anyways. Why? It's because every single uh, conflict, that's how it's unfolded. Eventually, the U.S. puts troops on the ground and gets involved. And by the steady stream of high-tech weaponry that we have provided to them, strategic-level weaponry, because we're talking about uh, F-16 warplanes, right? So that is why Putin is preparing for the total war. And so there are three signs that that is occurring. First, a total war is requiring a lot more personnel right troops uh, because every single war that the russians have won was won by a relentless attrition of manpower the russians lost 25 million or more during the second world war because that's just how they do business they throw you know people at the problem uh, they're not about like surgical strikes and trying to preserve, you know, uh, uh, life and trying to avoid human and special civilian casualties. No. So um, what that article in Daily Mail didn't say is that um, the Russians have mobilized, in addition to those 200,000 troops that I just talked about in the beginning of the operation, they have already deployed additional 315,000 uh, troops with 150,000 more in training camps, right? So remember, in September, Putin announced partial mobilization plus Prigozhin unleashed all of the murderers out of uh, and sent them to Ukraine. So in, um, in December, December 22nd, Putin himself stated that um, he called it a, a, a war, not a special military operation. And a day later, his defense minister, Sergei Shoigu, announced that Russia is mobilizing one and a half million troops between today and 2025. So they're preparing for a war of attrition, a protracted large scale war that they have concluded by doing their intelligence analysis will escalate out of 
control. Because remember, every single war that if you go back into history, um, most of them were not intentional, right? At least in modern history, it was by miscalculation. It was unexpected. And that's what our war gaming uh, has proven, is that once you have, once you start targeting satellites, which the Russians definitely will, and they have a full spectrum uh, space warfare capability, both ground-based and space-based, and so does China, by the way. So once those missiles and um, weapons starts attacking satellites, we are in a nuclear war because our nuclear command and control uh, is yeah. supported aren't, aren't, aren't we, by, by, by satellites. The way, you, you, you talk about... You, you talk about supporting, you know, one of the reasons they're going to go and upgrade it to a war is that when, when, because the, the uh, circumstances call for it, it means that people are more involved yes. and it's actually not something small. The Americans, the Americans have been, we've been supplying targeting now, not specific target acquisitions, but what we call a, a range of options. You can have a hamburger, you can have a steak and the Ukrainians actually pick the acquired target and fire. But we're doing the heavy lifting in remote sites in Poland uh, and in other NATO countries, correct? I mean, the Russians understand that we're running a lot and we're doing it with artificial intelligence. And it's one of the reasons that the Ukrainians, besides their own valor and courage, one of the reasons they've been quite impressive on holding as, they've, as well as they've held is they're using advanced American technology from the outside. The Russians see this, right? Are they calling a bluff? And is that why? The, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, 100%. Not only we're supplying that weaponry to them, we are also uh, providing them with training. I mean, 100 Ukrainians are now uh, training um, on, on uh, Bradley's, right? And, um, and, and, and on, on Abrams tanks now, we are having them uh, come in and we train them. We also train them on our tactics, techniques, and procedures, like on blitzkrieg type of warfare, right? We have provided targeting, real-time targeting information to them. Um, and this is why Ukrainians, as you said, they've been successful at striking into what Russians consider Russian territory, specifically Crimea, right? And this is why the Russians have concluded that we, the United States and NATO, are already participants in the war. And it's not going to be long before we actually have to um, directly get involved. Because remember, a lot of these systems, they're highly complicated, right? A lot of it is top secret technology. So that's another issue that, uh, you know, requires a separate conversation because with Ukraine not even being uh, officially an ally, we actually are giving them top secret technology um, that on Abrams tanks, for example, that we don't even give uh, to Australians, uh, for example. We restrict uh, those kinds of things, and it's very difficult you know, to do. So that is why the Russians believe we are already one foot in this war and it's not going to be long before you know the 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 shoe uh, drops on the other foot off the other foot and so they are looking ahead unlike the pentagon who is typically like in the reactive mode i mean the same we, we saw that in afghanistan we lacked strategy and we just kept you know 
um, surging and surging troops and then throwing weaponry. But then after 20 years, you know, and we completely unanticipated that IEDs is going to be like the low tech you know, poor man's, uh, I don't know, homemade gadget that is going to be responsible for 60% of deaths or injuries of U.S. personnel eventually driving us out of Afghanistan, which is considered to be the grave of empires, right? The same thing is happening. If, 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 um, they're going to now up it because they're saying you have NATO and American involvement. They're going to up it to a war, and you're seeing that they're bringing, I don't know, anywhere from 500,000 to 800,000 new troops. They're, they're already started this yes. winter offensive, which they were Close all, the, the Ukrainians and Americans were d- denying. Close to a million. How do we then, if that's the, and the Wagner guy said that's going to be to secure the eastern part they have today, to lock that down all the way the land bridge to Crimea, and then maybe start to head to the to the river to take another... 20% of uh, Ukraine. How, wh- what is the off-ramp here? If they're going to ratchet it up now, the American reaction, because every day you're seeing we're getting sucked into this vortex. And, yes. and the Biden regime, and, and, and by the way, the Republicans are guilty too. The Republican neocons, even if you're a neocon, you have to force Biden to come to the House and lay out a war plan. We need the War Powers Act. We need to see what the strategy is, what the objectives are. How long they think this is going to last? NBC today, just out of nowhere, this this war could last years. You know, we were told, you know, Russia for every week since they've been here for the for this year, Russia was going to collapse. Putin's going to be overthrown. The Russian army's in revolt. They haven't read history. The first year of any war for the Russians always bad, right? Then they regroup and, like you said, they throw they throw bodies at it. They throw mm-hmm. bodies at it, and somehow they turn it around. What is the off-ramp here for the Americans? I mean, with the next phase of this getting more intense, more combat, more dangerous, what does America have to do to basically disengage on this and, and, and to have some sort of peace negotiations or get to some negotiating table? Well, right now, uh, the Biden administration has no exit strategy. That is because they're fully invested and they're just simply unable uh, to plan, right? And besides, they have climbed up the tree so high that they can't really climb down because imagine all of a sudden he starts negotiating with Putin. What, you know, he just, what an embarrassment, right? This is going to be much worse than the spy balloon. And so uh, that's why this war has nowhere to go except up. You know, the same, and Zelensky's unwilling to negotiate, and Putin is, uh, yes, Putin would have accepted a uh, peace proposal if, let's say, if the off-ramp were on the table. If cooler heads were to prevail, you know, within the Pentagon and the Biden administration, then they would put a peace proposal on the table. As an intelligence officer, we are prohibited uh, from advising what our policy should be, right? Because we're supposed to be nonpartisan. So the way that we usually approach that question is, um, we say this is the type of policy that the adversary would find acceptable and would sit down to negotiate. So here's my assessment of what Putin would find acceptable. 
Um, but unfortunately, my assessment is Biden administration is not going to find acceptable. But this is what would work uh, if cooler heads were to prevail. So the 20% territory that Russia currently controlled, and specifically Crimea, Donetsk, Luhansk, Zaporizhia, and Kherson, the four areas that um, were annexed, albeit illegally, obviously, if they were to be recognized by the United States and the West as Russian, Putin would accept that. Uh, sanctions, you know, because remember, the Biden administration admitted that one of the reasons, if not the primary reason we are engaged in this war is to defeat Russia militarily, weaken it economically so Putin doesn't do it again. And sanctions is one of the instruments that we are applying. So Putin wants to remove those sanctions. But primarily, it's acknowledging that Eastern Ukraine, that most Russians believe belongs to Russia and Crimea for centuries, you know, but belonged what, to what, Russia. It's, yeah. That's what Putin would accept. Let's leave the, 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 argument, the, the argument that the Russians have put forward, even if it had logic, we're so far away from that. In fact, we're heading in the, yeah. the, the opposite. This is my point. Up until they admitted that Bakhmut's about to fall and it's an 800 mile front just where they're fighting, remember, 10 days ago, two weeks ago with the tanks, the, F the day after the F 16s came up, they're all talking about a combined arms operation in the spring, a combined arms operation in the spring to liberate Crimea, to liberate Crimea. This is so far off. Rebecca, where do people go? I want to make sure people get to all your writings. I want to make sure they can get to uh, to your website and particularly your book, which is kind of brilliant analysis of, uh, of the way Putin and his inner circle thinks, particularly strategically. And you've been pretty much right this entire time, this entire first year, you've had a pretty good run. Thank you, Steve. Uh, I have a website, RebeccaCoffler.com. I'm on social media, uh, Getter, uh, Twitter, and uh, uh, True Social. I regularly publish my classified intelligence analysis on Fox News, New York Post. Uh, I've published on Wall Street Journal uh, before in Newsweek. So um, any, I have a piece actually coming up on uh, China and the aerospace uh, threat that it presents to the United States mm -hmm. and the Pentagon's complete um, unawareness of the blind spots that China has uncovered in our airspace security. By the way, the analysis has been uh, has been brilliant, and I got to tell you, we are getting uh, on on a scale from one to ten, ten being a full out war that is uncontrollable, one being. Uh, you know, leaving Afghanistan in some sort of uh, humiliation, but in peace. What we're on the scale right now, we're on the scale right now is the United States in this conflict in Ukraine. Oh, where are we? Oh, okay, okay. So I would say we are right now in uh, eight, inching to nine with wow. the 10 being, with the 10 being, you know, um, wow. all up. Total war, and I forgot to mention my book. Putin's wow. playbook is available on Amazon and everywhere that you buy books. Yeah. And I predicted this conflict, and it's unfolding. In fact, uh, according to 
to Putin's playbook, which is basically Russian doctrine and strategy that the Russians have developed in the course of the 10 years. And we had every possible piece of intelligence telling us what he was going to do. And uh, unfortunately, there was no deterrent strategy developed. And now we are caught completely blindsided. And not only by Russia, but now by China with the balloons. Rebecca, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Look forward to having you back. The first anniversary of this conflict, of this war, starts uh, is next Friday. We're going to do. We're going to be covering this intensely every day because the lies and misrepresentations and the quagmire only gets deeper. We'll see you back uh, here at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. I can promise you one thing: it's going to be intense. In fact, tomorrow, what we're going to do is actually going to start in Arizona. We're going to have Wendy Rogers. There's a lot going out there about. The, the voter crimes and election integrity will start tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. with Wendy, but it's going to be an explosive show. We'll see you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.